Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Week 18 has passed the NFL and wrapped up the regular season with great storylines heading into Super Wildcard Weekend and, with some teams, a fun offseason. So sit back and enjoy the show as we do one last regular season drive through All right, Jalen, here we are on a late on a Monday night. The regular season has come to an end. What a ride it's been. Week 18 in the books. A lot to get to. Um, we'll talk definitely more about the playoff matchups. We'll hit on them a little bit. We'll talk definitely about those on Thursday. But a lot of teams, the season's coming to an end. Today was also Black Monday. Not as many coaches getting fired. Only one really today because Lovey Smith got canned yesterday. How are you doing tonight, sir, now that the regular season has come to an end? What a ride it was. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Regular season. It was it's, – it's amazing to look at. And I know it's very, you know, one-sided for me to say, for my team especially, that it was an amazing season, you know. And uh, looking forward to this postseason and offseason, honestly. A lot of teams are already making some crazy new news, you know. It's going to be interesting to talk about how these games ended and all that because we get to also just start unfolding their off-season story so uh yeah cool it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one today yeah no it certainly is and so what i was thinking we could do is we'll obviously recap all the games quick kind of but i was thinking maybe just like won't talk too much about the teams that are going to the playoffs like we'll hit on their games and what happened obviously but more just focus on the eliminated teams and then we'll kind of just do pretty much all playoff stuff on Thursday when we hopefully have Christian too, if that's, if that's, if you're good with that, oh, of course, yeah. give, give some love to the eliminated teams. Yeah. And like you said, I'm, I'm pretty surprised too about how fire sale or uh, black Monday went, you know, like it really hasn't been that much of a dramatic Monday that we usually see. Yeah. Last year, compared to last year. Yeah. Last year was what, like seven or eight coaches or something got fired. I mean, we might still get a one or two surprises later, but like, not not that many jobs, and not really any great jobs open at the moment either. <laughs> but yeah, okay. All right, let's go back in time. We'll go with two Saturday games. First one, Chiefs 31, Raiders 13. So yeah, I think uh, well, first thing I'll say on this, Chiefs lock up the one seed. That is the weird neutral site game. They go 14-3. and three. They are predictably great. Don't need to talk too much about the Chiefs. Like I said, we'll talk... I guess we won't talk about them that much. Maybe a little on Thursday. We can make some picks, even though they have a bye. Uh, the Raiders, you know, the Jared Stidham game, I think this kind of showed that that Niners game was probably a fluke. Raiders finished 6-11. A disastrous year, really. Uh, they're moving on from Derek Carr. But they're going to have, I believe, the seventh pick, top ten pick. Um, it looks like they're sticking with McDaniels, which it's not great, but not really surprising. Um, what a, a disastrous year for the Raiders, but I think there's at least some reasons to think they could maybe turn it around next year, or they, they maybe could get Tom Brady. Yeah, we were talking about this, I think, last week, about the McDaniels sweepstakes of Tom Brady. Um, I don't know how, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would do it, because I feel like that would be pissing off Devontae Adams. I know that's going to be probably a whole conversation later on about how that all is going to unfold, because who knows what's going to happen with Tom. 
And uh, yeah, man, this is gonna be like it's gonna Raiders. I don't know what to think about their whole quarter. Honestly, this they're one of those teams for me that I don't know what's going on in the off season for them. It's a lot that they have to fix. That that that's yeah, that's do. true. <laughs> that is true. Definitely some questions on the O line. They have really good weapons, like we said, but their big thing too is their secondary is horrible. So they're gonna have to add some corners and safeties or something at some point because yeah. their secondary was atrocious. I mean, that when you miss that many times in the draft. That's what I, I mean. And they just like it's so. What is it? Leatherwood, I think it was. Oh yeah, that was, was the bad. Prime example that they <laughs> said was uh, about their draft picks. It's like, dude, they got it. They need it. I think that's the biggest thing is they need a hit in the draft at this point. Because I, I personally don't know who's been their biggest hit in the late, latest fights, you know? Yeah, I mean, they've had some late-round steals, yeah, like Max Crosby a couple years ago. But, yeah, yeah. Their, their early picks have been bad. <laughs> so. bad. And they had Mike Mayock out there trying to make picks, you know? That wasn't even working. So, yeah, like you said, Cole, not much really to say about the Chiefs besides, you know, they've been done it and all that jazz. And we'll <laughs> talk about them and give them their flowers. And, uh all that. I feel like the only time we'll be talking about the Chiefs is when we're talking about the MVP race. Uh, Colby, question number one, is Mahomes your MVP? Yeah, he is. I think he yeah. deserves it. Like, he's had an incredible year, losing Tyree Kale to still just be, like, by far the best offense. He's the best quarterback. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Mahomes deserves it. I, I would give it to him. Ah, oh, man. I, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I really am. And I, I try to find, for me, it's just I'm trying to find an argument to not give the MVP. That's what I'm sitting on right now. And uh, it's kind of hard for me to draw that up. So, yeah, that was my uh, my one Chiefs question of the, of the week, I guess. Yeah, no, I like that. Like I said, we'll talk a lot more about all the playoff teams on Thursday since there will be a lot less games and teams for us to talk about. Okay, the Saturday night game, Jags 20, Titans 16. The Jags rally to win the AFC South in a gross defensive game. They get a defensive touchdown late when they were trailing to win it, and then they're able to stop Josh Dobbs. Credit to Josh Dobbs. He gave it everything he could. Um, the Titans, what an epic collapse. They start 7-3 and three and lose their last seven, even though it looked like they are going to have this one. Trevor Lawrence was not great in this game, but he was able to do just enough, and the Jags defense kind of bailed him out. Which he's had a great year. This is still an amazing year for the Jags. Happy for them that they won the AFC South. Uh, this game was pretty gross, though. I mean, it was it was pretty. I know you and I were texting during, and we we're like, man, like it's not pretty. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't pretty. The Jags were playing to the Titans' hand for majority of this game. Um, it, it was not it was not a fun ride for the just for that first half, you know. That first half was not entertaining, in my opinion. It was rough to watch, but because they were just playing the Titans game, you know, they were playing that whole Smash Mouth football, you know, and it was working. It was working in the Titans' favor for so long. And yeah, man, it's. But hey, America's team, they did it, man. I'm so happy <laughs> right now. That we got that right. Um, shouts out to Colby and everything for starting up the Jags train. And hopping off it at the wrong time. I never hopped off the train. I fully believed in the Jags. I just picked them again. I picked Houston against them that one week. Other than that, I've been fully on the Jags train. You can't be spreading these false accusations. I have been on it. I still said they would win the South. I I, I like them against... We'll talk on Thursday. I like them against the Chargers. 
That's gonna be an that's a that's a hot take. That's a I think that's the best game, honestly, of the wild that cards. That is the best game. The long hair. That's gonna be the long hair <laughs> yeah. battle. That's right. Wins. <laughs> it's exactly how it goes. But back to this Titans game. Oof. Let's talk about the Titans. Our first rule of the day of talking about a playoff team. Titans, man. I'm with everybody that's saying Rabel needs a quarterback, dude. Yeah. Rabel needs a quarterback. <laughs> um, where did Colby like? Be? Imagine if he had like a guy like Derek Carr, you know? Like, imagine what Rabel could do with like a guy like Derek Carr or any like just competent quarterback at this point. Yeah. No, the Titans need to do something for a quarterback. I also think, but I mean, they fired their OC today. Their receiving yeah, core is also bad. Like, step. it's not just the quarterback. Their, their line is shaky. Like, they need to do kind of a total retool of this team. If I was the Titans, I mean, I love – you've got a great coach. The defense is yeah, good. Like, you don't need to completely re- reboot the defense. But, I mean, the more I think about it, like, I think they – let me see. I got the draft order or the first part of the draft order pulled up. They got the 11th pick. So – Wow. Like, wow. I don't know if, like, yes, it'd be cool if they made a swing for a veteran, but I almost feel like they might should be a team that tries to just go out and make a big trade-up to get one of these top quarterbacks and just kind of revamp and go young on the offense because you have Traylon Burks from last year. Maybe try to try to add some receivers in the offseason, the draft or free agency. I don't know what their cap situation is looking like. But, yeah, the, the Titans just need a complete retooling on offense they have some great defensive players. Maybe they move a piece or two on defense to try to get some capital for that. But yeah, it's a tough spot, especially when Houston and Indy in your division both are going to have top four picks and probably going to be swinging on quarterbacks. Like maybe Tennessee, do they maybe call Chicago and put together a crazy offer for the first pick? I don't know, but that's a thing to watch out for. I almost feel like that's the route they should go because I really don't see them getting – one of these veterans. I don't think they're going to get Brady or anything like that. So, yeah, they don't have really the, like the hot topic, you know, players to get you to come over there and be wowed on to sell you for. So, I really do think the Titans are another one. They're almost like the Raiders, how we were just talking about. They're in a tough spot, man, going forward. And obviously, they're in those Brady sweepstakes, but I don't think I would. I'm not buying into it for the Titans. Um, I'm not. I, 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 they're they're one of those teams where you have to be concerned about a little bit. Yeah, no, I don't like. There's no easy answers. I don't know what the kind of future is looking like for them, other than that they got to find a quarterback. Yeah, I don't think they have the weapons to get a Brady or someone like that. At the same time, they have a great defense and a great coach. So I mean, if they can just get like another nice receiver, maybe a new lineman, and they do get the quarterback right, like they could be right back to winning. So. I don't know. It's gonna be very, they're gonna be a fascinating team to watch. Underrated storyline, I think, because the Titans, I mean, realistically, don't get a ton of attention. But I think they—that's an underrated storyline to see what kind of moves they make at quarterback. I mean, do they give Malik a shot? This was rough this year, so I don't no, know if they're going I don't to. Know, I, I but think I think we've seen enough to the point that we won't be seeing it. <laughs> yeah, I think we've seen enough to where we won't be seeing it. So, yeah. No, you're probably right on that. So, yeah, I don't know. That's going to be a fascinating story to see what the Titans do. We'll keep an eye on them, and we'll talk more uh, Jags again on Thursday. Oh, Go ahead. Completely. Aren't they in the – isn't Derrick Henry also, like, a hot topic thing of their free, their offseason as well? 
what's going on with him. I don't know what, exactly all the details, but, you know, we always got to talk Derrick Henry. The dude just took another season's beatings for this team. Yeah, and know? he's definitely, like, not what he was. I mean, he's still great, but he's definitely come down a little bit. I mean, I think he's under contract. Let me see what his contract's looking like. But yeah, man, while you look that up, that's just, I, it's just one of those things. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill, yeah, he goes down with injury, but we've seen enough of what Ryan Tannehill gives you. Yeah, he and he's not getting any better. You know? <laughs> yeah. We know the ceiling. We know the floor. That's exactly what it is. So. Yeah. So Derrick Henry has one, he's under contract next year. He has one more year on his deal. But he's going to be, and he'll be 30 after that. So he's going to be 29 next year. So, like, yeah, I don't know. The Titans, they could potentially be a a blow-it-up team, a blow-it-up candidate. Like, do they just start trying to sell off some of these pieces? That's going to be a very interesting storyline. Yeah, there you go, folks. Titans. Big, big uh, highlight them. Highlight them this (laughs) offseason. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, from... Uh, from Des, um, from Malik Willis, who we think is was just so bad, he probably doesn't even get a shot. To a guy who I think has definitely earned a chance to have a full year to be the guy. Our new bandwagon, since the Davis Mills bandwagon has crashed, we'll get to him later. Falcons thirty bucks seventeen. Desmond Ritter. I know, I know the Bucks were sitting a lot of people. They play their starters at the beginning. They pulled Brady after a couple series. Um. Desmond Ritter had his best game, threw two touchdowns, made some really nice throws. Again, the Bucks were pulling guys, but still, like, he continually got better the last couple games. The one his last two starts. Like, he, he made some really nice plays in this game, and he, he put up pretty good numbers the last few, or not really that much, but this game he put up good numbers. I like what I've seen from Desmond Ritter. Um, like, this was a nice performance. Like, I would be encouraged about, about the future from the Falcons, and unless... They have a chance to get, like, they have so many other needs, too. Like, unless they have a chance to something wild happens and they get, like, Lamar or something, but that seems unlikely. Um, I don't think, really, they should even look elsewhere. I mean, I would just continue your rebuild. I would give Desmond Ritter the shot next year. I think, he's, And I think they will. I think he's going to be the guy next year. Because he, he improved. It's a small sample size, but still. Very, very small sample size. And that's why we were preaching earlier this season about how we wanted to see more of Desmond Ritter and less of Mariota. But, you know, the Falcons put themselves in this situation. We're not, you know, Arthur Smith. He thought Mariota would get them into the playoffs, and they were in contention. I don't blame them, but at the same time, man, it didn't happen. So, there they are. They're almost in the Aaron Rodgers-like situation with Jordan Love, and I can't wait to talk about that beautiful situation. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, no, th- I'm with you, Colby. Desmond Ritter got the win, snaps the Falcons' streak of losing to Tom Brady, even though Tom Brady didn't <laughs> finish the game. You still, you still, now Tom Brady only has the Cowboys that he's undefeated against now, I'm pretty sure. That's going to be fun to talk about on Thursday. So, yeah, man, the Falcons ending on a great note. They snapped the streak that, Bucks, that, that the Bucks were owning on these last couple of years. So, yeah, and they got the win that they deserved from a few weeks, from several weeks back. In my opinion, that's how I always saw it. Yeah, no, you. I think you're right about that. So yeah, the Falcons. That can be interesting to see what they do. I'm looking. They this year were six and three at home and one and nine or one and not nine. One and one and seven on the road. So very big Damn. home away swing for the Falcons. Um, yeah, for the Bucks, not too much else to say. Like 
we'll talk about them. They play the Cowboys. That's going to be a fascinating game with what the Cowboys did this last week, <laughs> which we'll get to. But, but yeah, like, I'm pretty optimistic about the future if I'm Atlanta. Like, I feel like they had a good draft. Like, they drafted Algier, a nice running back. London, who yeah. looks like he could be a number one receiver. And if Desmond Ritter turns out to be the guy, obviously you haven't seen enough yet, but like shown some signs, if he does turn out to be the guy, they, that's an insane draft. Um, so definitely a lot of reasons to be optimistic about the future. And they play in the NFC South, and Brady might leave. will probably leave next year. And that division sure. is going to be wide open. Wide Man, open. You're telling, me, yeah, I was about to say, you're telling me the coaches in this division, we have both agreed that I think Arthur Smith is our favorite coach. Yeah. Out of, oh. South, out of all the four NFC South coaches right now. I like Steve Wilkes, don't get me wrong. He did prove himself. I don't know if he's going to keep the job, but I do think Arthur Smith is way more, uh, has way more credentials than, uh, than Steve Wilkes at this point. No, and yeah. He's proven himself. Yeah, he's proven, like, you know, especially in the draft, like you say. I think Arthur Smith, he builds in the draft really well. You know that? I, think we, I mean, yeah, the Kyle Pitts one is the only one right now we're still shaky. And we're trying to figure out if it's going to pan out. But he's such an athletic monster. It was probably so hard for them not to pick him, you know? Yeah, I mean, I still so. think Kyle Pitts is really good. Is The only thing, like with Arthur Smith, we'll see if he trusts Ritter more next year. But, like, yeah. he's a little, they're almost too run dominant. But, hey, like, they went 7-10, and 10, which is, like, better than I thought they would be. I mean, they, I felt like they had the worst talent in that division. So to finish with the same record as the Panthers and Saints, like, this was a success. I would say overall, this was still a successful year for Atlanta. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. All right. On to two, well, one good team and one mad team. The AFC East battle Buffalo 35, New England 23, the DeMar Hamlin uh, play for DeMar Hamlin game, the Magic, where they ran back the opening kick and ran back another kick, Naheem Himes. Um, Bills 35, Patriots 23. I was obviously keeping a close eye on this game with the playoff scenarios. Patriots eliminated Bills, lock up the two seed. Um, Josh Allen continues to absolutely own the pa- Patriots, even though this wasn't all him. It was defense and the special teams helped a lot. Allen was fine. He was still good. But So, yeah, the Bills are rolling. They're going to be a dangerous team, and I, I think they'll probably roll Miami depending on – I mean, we'll see. Maybe not. We'll see who Miami has a quarterback. But um, for the Patriots, it was a wonky year. I think, like – Eight and nine is around what we th- I thought they would be. I think we had them at like seven wins. We were a little lower, but yeah, the whole the Patriots have some real pieces. I actually thought Mac Jones, even though he threw some late picks that kind of ended the game, he's fine. Like I think I would still roll with Mac Jones. Like when you look around, like he still had some nice moments. He was playing well in this game. Um, they got to get a new OC. The Matt Patricia thing and Joe Judge was predictably horrible. Um, but they they have some real pieces. Like, their defense is still pretty good, other than they can't stop Josh Allen, but most of the rest of the time they're pretty good. And, like, their weapons aren't great, but, like, Devontae Parker had a pretty good year. Like, they have some stuff. Like, the cover doesn't bear. They have some nice pieces on the O-line. Like, I don't think the Patriots are that far off, which I hate to say. They're not great, and Mac Jones is nowhere near the top-level quarterbacks, but, like, I would still roll with Mac Jones. I think they add some weapons, get a new O.C., they could potentially be much improved next year if they can figure out the play calling. Oof, Patriots, man! It was they—they're another team that's had a roller coaster of a season. Uh, I, I let's say that because from the whole lateral funnel bubble, whatever the 
what that happened with the Raiders. You know, that that that's going to be, like, the overtone of this season, I feel like. Yeah. You know, like, God, they won that game. They would have been in – they didn't do that. Like, that's the craziest thing to think about is this is now – true. That lateral <laughs> is literally going to be the highlight of their season, man. They would like, be in it, the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it costed them a trip to the playoffs because we all – they should have beaten the Raiders. So, man, that – it, it, it's the tough pill to swallow. If you're Mac Jones, man, it's like you said, Colby, I agree. you got to run him back another season with Mac. Um, I know probably a lot of Patriots fans probably aren't the best fans of hearing that take and everything, but in my opinion, he played solid enough. And we both know the offensive coordinator situation was trash. And he dealt with the zappy situation coming out of nowhere. You know? So, I'm with you. I think... Patriots do have a couple more things they probably do need to get because they did make it to the playoffs last season pretty much with the exact same roster. Yeah, so they, they probably do a... need to. They got to figure out a couple things to replace, you know, and they they will figure that out. I guarantee you that. That's Belichick, and it's probably it's gonna be. It might be another copy and paste season. Honestly, it's probably gonna be another nine win season next season if they don't do, and maybe eight wins actually if they don't do anything to change spice it up because. I think we've seen uh, Mac, Mac Jones is almost turning into the Ryan Tannehill, like we knew in, in Tennessee. You know, we know what the <laughs> ceiling is, and we know what the floor is. Yeah, like he's yeah, like you said. No, I'm totally with you on Mac Jones. Like he's fine. He's I think he's a low end franchise quarterback. Like his like his ceiling is probably like a Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr kind of type. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Um, That's being too too generous. I don't think so. I think if I think so. I'm not saying he's there yet, but like I don't think he's that far from Kirk Cousins. Well, has he uh, has he led back a three-score comeback in the fourth quarter? No, but he's also been in the well, league Kirk for like he's also been in the league for like eight less seasons. So I'm just I'm not yeah, saying Kirk he did that in his second season. That was that you liked that game, Colby. Uh, Kirk has had some great moments, but like <laughs> to act like Kirk is like a superstar, like. Kirk is better than Mac Jones. I'm not disputing oh, that. So, whoa, that why, why would we put Kirk in the same category? As I'm, I said that's what Mac Jones, like, that's what I feel like his ceiling is going to be. Like, no, what he will develop into. We'll develop into. No, like, he'll be like, he'll be fine. That would be, that's, <laughs> like, that's like the best possible outcome for Mac Jones, is to be like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, real, yeah realistically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Colby. You want to put a quick pause? I... Yeah. All right, Jalen. So working our way back through the week 18. I'm so used to 17. I'm still not adjusted to this extra game. Through the slate. Next game, your Vikings 29, the Bears 13. The Vikings, we kind of figured they would roll. Nice bounce back after that Packers loss. They lock up the three seed and date with the Giants. Uh, they took care of business against Nathan Peterman and an awful Bears team who got their wish because they tanked this one and the Texans also law or won. So the Bears out of nowhere secure the number one overall pick. What a thrilling moment for them. And in a draft where they don't need a quarterback and there's several, at least a couple top quarterbacks and lots of team that need one. They have a hundred mil in cap space and they are in a position to rebuild around their guy fields, which is a good thing because their roster is abysmal. It is atrocious. It is horrible. Um, Nice win for your Vikings going into the playoffs. What were your thoughts on this one? 
Yeah, nice win. Um, sucks that I said, like I said last time, it sucks that Justin Fields didn't start. Would have loved to see him uh, get that get that record, but he is injured. So that also, you know, might as well not even tag on and risk it because the dude has been doing so much for the Bears this season. Glad that take came into fruition for us at the beginning of the season. We did call that uh, Justin Fields will pretty much be carrying the Bears all season long for any wins they get, and he did it, you know. He put up a fantastic season. Um, if you're a Bears fan, you have to feel great right now. You got the number one pick. This offseason is going to be talking and speculating all about you until about what you're going to do with it, how you're going to, and everything. So, yeah, man, Bears, they're, they're looking up. We call everything's, you know, we said at the end of the, at the end of the season, we will see the Bears and Lions trending in the upward position towards the offseason. And uh, here we are, you know. It's going to be an interesting NFC North next season, man, with these Bears and Lions. Yeah, the NFC North, the Lions are looking up. They got their coach. The Bears got their quarterback. You're right. And if Rodgers potentially gone, we'll see. We'll get to that. But, um, yeah, the North is going to be a juggernaut next year. I think it'll be the best division in the NFC next year. Early prediction, obviously, before any moves are made or anything. But we'll see if the bears can that's assuming the bears can do a good job with this cap space and whatever picks they're able to get. I'm assuming they trade out of the number one spot. They should. Um, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting off season ahead. We'll see what your Vikings are able to do against the giants. Uh, we'll talk more about that on Thursday. I also think that's one of the better games. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see that playoff slate is getting very spicy when we uh, try to dance around these playoff teams, you know, the Vikings, you know, only good thing I could say about them since we are trying to keep it limited on them. I'm glad <laughs> you got the first half, her first half team running pretty strong. Awesome to see Nick Mullins perform in the second half. <laughs> yeah, I know he's your favorite all time. <laughs> and he's the OG Madden franchise quarterback in college. <laughs> he did some damage. He was doing some damage. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay. On to the tank off. Texans 32, Colts 31. How about Lovey Smith? Knowing he's probably going to get fired. He does get fired not long, several hours after the game for screw it. Well, he was probably going to get fired anyway, but one and done for the second year in a row for Houston. They're just a bizarre disaster. And Davis Mills balled out. He converted like a scored a touchdown on like a fourth and 20. Um, so Davis Mills and Lovey Smith, both knowing they're going to probably be out of a job next year, say screw it, screw the Texans. We're going to get this win over the Colts and take take our way out of the number one pick. They now have the number two pick, the Colts, 31. This was just a bizarre game. Both these teams were awful, and the Colts move into the number four slot. The Jeff Saturday era ends with a single win, and other than that, it was a complete and unmitigated disaster. Um, I guess we'll start with the Colts before we go back to the Texans, like, man, I really did not see this coming. I thought the Colts would be in the mix for the South. I didn't think they would be great. But, I mean, we had them, what, like seven, eight wins before the year? Like, I did not yeah. see bottoming out like this. That was a disaster. It was oh. sad to see, honestly. It was very sad to see at the end. Um, there was a little bit of false hope there when Jeff Saturday came to, came in and did what he said about the Raiders, you know, about them being a bad team. So. He stuck to his word on that. But, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's pretty rough for these uh if you're a Colts fan, man, it's rough. And you're looking at the AFC South. The Jags are looking pretty bright and futures looking amazing. And you're sitting there and you're like, gee, we are 
literally in the dumpster fire bowl right now with the Texans. Who would have thought we are back at this level, you know? Once proud, like we would compare, yeah, like, you know, who would have thought? So Colts, man, they they, they need to try to find a way to return back to their old glory. And this season, this season proved that after what, three, four, three seasons, four seasons of rotating veteran quarterbacks, four, that it five. just doesn't work. Yeah. So, yeah, man, still trying to find a way for the answer for Andrew Luck. And that's what it is, too. Well, I think the one the one positive from this year is um, because they bottomed out so bad. They they they're done going the veteran route. They're now, I think, they're in position where they should be able to get one of these top three quarterbacks. Um, so I'm guessing they're going to draft uh, draft a quarterback and finally go that route rather than just a new veteran each year. One more thing. Yeah. For the Colts feels bad. Um, crazy to say this because they are, again have been the most historically successful franchise out of all these. Um, the Colts were the longest team. The Colts have gone the longest of all the teams in the AFC South without winning the division. Our Jacksonville won it this year and in 2017. Houston won it when they had Watson, and Tennessee won it the last three years prior to this year. The Colts haven't won the division since 2014. When they went eleven and five, they've been a hard team a few times since then. Yeah. Have not have not been to the won the division since twenty fourteen under Chuck Pagano. Wow, that's it's a long ways back, man. That's almost we're almost hitting that ten year mark for them. That's yeah, yikes, <laughs> that's rough. And you know, like you said, they were a wild card team, and that was the Philip Rivers probably era and everything. So. Gee, that it's hey, welcome to the it's gonna be rough. Like I said, they got the Trevor Lawrence developing so beautifully over there, and the Titans have a great head coach. So <sighs> dang man, it, it, I don't know if they're gonna be getting the division next year. I can probably say that. No, I don't think so. But you hope the hope it's all about now. You gotta this offseason is way more important than the season for the Colts. It's all about just scouting the crap out of these quarterbacks for the next four months and figuring out which one is your guy. And if you get that right, you can turn things around pretty quick, but that's going to be, I last thing I also say, I do think Frank Reich was done a little bit dirty and I think he was pretty vindicated with how bad they were with Saturday. Like Frank Reich makes sense that he was fired at the same time, but I think he'll, I think he'll get another shot. Maybe not this cycle, but I think he'll be a head coach again because he did have some moments and he had a different quarterback basically every year since Luck retired. Like, I think do think Ursay is kind of a little bit of a, a crazy owner, which hurts the Colts. Um, so I really think Frank Reich will get another shot somewhere. I'd love yeah, to. You would hope. I was about to say, I'm with you because I would hope that he wouldn't take the Texans' job. I was thinking to myself, maybe Cardinals. That'd be interesting with Car- Kyler and see how what he does that. with that locker room. I don't hate that. Yeah, I was about to say, that's why you saw me do a little head nod, and I was like, that's a, that's a decent one. Um, and, you know, maybe, I don't know if he wants to take on the Denver mess. I don't want that to happen to him either. I don't <laughs> know if he wants that. So, it'll be interesting interesting to see what Frank Wright does. He's going to be one, of, I think he's one of the more uh, less, lesser talk coaches in this. You know, coaching, coaching hires, that coaches that could be hired. You know, like we hear about Harbaugh, and Sean Payton a lot. We don't hear a lot about Frank Wright. So be this. Year, I'm with you, Colby. Did you 
get it done a little dirty, dirty there. So it will be interesting to see what happens to him here in these next couple couple of seasons. Because I'm with you. I don't know if I, I don't know if I would take this coaching cycle. Yeah, and speaking of that, I guess the big thing from this storyline, both these teams are two of the so we're five, right? Five open jobs, which is like the less the yeah. been in a while. Honestly, we'll see if any more surprise ones come open here in the next week or two, but. Um, so you got the Colts, Texans, and then you got Arizona, Denver, and um, Carolina. Which of these two jobs is more attractive, Houston or the Colts? <laughs> it has to be the Colts. I feel like it's the brand. And yeah, sure, Ursay lately has been a little sporadic, but still, you know, it's still the Colts. You know, Ursay does have a point when he talks about the Colts, like, you know, this is the brand. You have to bring them. We have to get back to what we used to be. And that's why I pretty much just said, you know, like this is the Colts. So if you're a coach going in, you know that what the expectations are going in. With the Texans, you know there's a lot of mess going on still over there and how much you have to rebuild. It's going to be from scratch in, at the Texans. So I would take the Colts personally. Yeah, I think I agree with you. The Texans do have – Texans, if they hadn't – if they weren't just such a mess and if they hadn't fired two one-and-done coaches the last two years, I feel like it would be a more attractive job because they also have the Browns pick. So they got their own pick at two. Like, And if you love these quarterbacks, that's the one thing that does make the Texans' job attractive is you're going to get the chance to pick one of them if you're a coach out there. Like, does a Sean Payton – that seems like a long shot, but like, would a Sean Payton go to the Texans and be like, look, you give me full control – let me pick my quarterback and I can develop them. Like I doubt it. Um, and because the Texans have been a disaster, like Lovey Smith was weird. I didn't understand why they fired Cully last year. Like I still don't. Get that. <laughs> Obviously, so they're just, a, if it weren't such a chaotic, I think the Texans because of the draft capital aren't the worst position. They do have a few young pieces. I like, but yeah, you're right. It is a total rebuild. And the Colts should, Maybe the Colts trade up from four to one. Like the Colts should be in position to get a quarterback as well. So I'm with you on that. Both these teams can be interesting to watch, though, who they hire, what they do with their draft picks, who they try to get. Mm-hmm. I feel like both these two teams will wind up with a quarterback in this draft. So there'll just be even more young quarterbacks in the AFC. <laughs> and yeah, and at that point, it's going to be who knows what's going on, you know, especially in the AFC South, because we also expect Tennessee to do something. You know, who knows what Tennessee will do. So it's going to be very interesting because you said, what, it was the 11th pick the Tennessee Titans had? Yeah, and the Texans have two and the Colts have four. <laughs> so they're a little higher up, but. Yeah, they are. But, you know, they're, they're still like, you know, not they're in shouting distance to make a trade, like you said. Yeah. No, it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating draft season. Can't wait to start getting into the draft. OK. Of course. <laughs> On to. The heart-shattering game of the week. So close. So, so close to the Steelers getting into the playoffs. But Joe Flacco just could not get it done. Dolphins 11, Jets 6. In the most disgusting game of the week. In a, game, in a week that had some disgusting games. No touchdowns the entire game. Skylar Thompson and Joe Flacco was about as good as it sounded. This was a tie game late, and then they, there was a bad penalty, and they Dolphins kicked a 50-yard field goal. And so the Dolphins do steal that last AFC playoff spot, sadly, because I think the fact that two is not going to be back, I think most people would have rather seen Kenny Pickett get that seven seed. Not that it matters a whole lot. But anyways, so <laughs> the Dolphins get in. Disgusting. We'll see what quarterback goes for them against the Bills. 
for the Jets, a year that started with so much promise. They were, what, 7-4, and four, and then they lose their last six. Uh, they didn't score a touchdown their last three games on offense. Um, you know, for the Jets, even though it ended badly, like, I still think 7-10 and 10 is a step in the right direction. The Zach Wilson thing is an unmitigated disaster, but I still think Salah can coach. He didn't get fired. I don't think he's going to. Your GM has drafted excellently outside of the Zach Wilson pick. Um, so this team really is like they get a tackle and a quarterback. They could be really dangerous in the AFC next year. The Jets, to me, and I think because of the pieces they have, I do think they'll be one of the top spots to get a veteran, not Brady, but probably a Jimmy G or Derek Carr. Like I said, if I had to bet, I would say they get Jimmy G or Carr, one of those two. I think greater than 50% chance it's one of those two. Not sure which one, but I do think it's one of those guys they end up getting. What about Geno Smith? Geno's not going anywhere. You can't, the Seahawks already said they're going to resign. Geno's not going anywhere. Dude, think about it. Geno Smith, one last time tour. That's not, no, Goes no. back to New York and stinks back up. <laughs> Sends him back, too. Sends him back. <laughs> um, they have to be careful, man, when they pick this quarterback. I feel like they're going to pick it, and it's not going to work out. I feel like – I don't know what <clears> – <throat> I don't know what the answer is, but I do know that the answer isn't in the locker room. I, I think yeah. I can I can admit that. You know, yeah. Joe Flacco, yeah. uh, he, he, it didn't look like elite Joe Flacco. It was nice yeah. to see him. You know, he had a couple long bombs, but it was nice to see him. You know, it was pretty much a goodbye game for him, I hope. Because, yeah. uh, man, it was rough, right? I, I mean, like you said, it was rough to watch. And – it's Zach Wilson's not it. Uh, that was the, one of the worst takes I've had about Zach Wilson being one of the better quarterbacks in the second year QB oh rankings that we did like midway through the season that Colby kept pressuring me to do. Um, <laughs> I'm going to throw that throw that out there. But um, no, I'm just kidding. I will say that uh, when we do them one last time here at the end of their QB second year, I uh, think I already know who my number one is. And I think I found out who the number two is. But number three, that one's going to be interesting because Davis Mills did ball out. So, um, yeah, man. <laughs> Very dis- It's going to be interesting for the Jets, for their QB situation, for sure. And we'll talk about the Dolphins a little bit more, I guess, later, hopefully in better news about Tua. But I guess right now we have to think that he's not starting, right? Doubt it. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, like, he's on doubt. He's on like doubtful. But so maybe we could get Teddy, but not sure. Yeah, They're, we'll just say doubtful. But yeah, man, that's what uh, that's what we're getting into right now. That is that's literally the Jets. It's not. It's not hard. It's not fun to talk, talk about the Jets again. They were. They once were, but now we have to wait for the QB. And I'm honestly, I'm a little bit on the fence on what they're going to decide on. And I feel like it's going to. It might backfire on them. Yeah, we'll see how they play that. That's going to be a big storyline. Okay, two more 1 o'clock, three more 1 o'clock games, then we'll kind of try to power through these. Gross, another awful bad game that was just barely better. Panthers 10, Saints 7. You know, Andy Dalton and Sam Darnold were back to their classic forms of sucking. uh, (laughs) But the Panthers do win for Steve Wilkes, which was nice, in a gross defensive game between defensive coaches. 
this was just really the epitome of what the NFC South was this year. But I am happy that Carolina got the dub for Steve Wilkes. I hope he hope he does. I think he should get the job. I don't know if he will. Uh, unless they can get like a Harbaugh, like I would hire Steve Wilkes, but we'll see. Um, Sam Darnold, though, I don't think he's going to be getting the job. They, if, they, if they can get the quarterback right, who knows, in the NFC South. Like I do think it's attractive for Carolina. For New Orleans, I'm not sure what they do. They don't have a first-round pick unless they get one for Sean Payton. Um, they did finish pretty strong this game aside, but I still don't think they're very good and their quarterback situation is also a disaster. One of these teams needs to get a good quarterback to at least make the NFC South and the NFC a little bit more interesting next year because, man, this is going to be a brutal division again next year potentially. Um, but okay. these are teams to watch. Well, they're picks, man. Well, that's what, what we already look. We're already talking about all the other teams' picks in the AFC. Might as well give these two. I mean, we already know. We already feel confident that Atlanta might be sticking with Ritter, but we never know. I still say it's like 60 40. I think they're not going to do anything crazy. Um, and then Saints, man, I agree. Their rosters aren't bad. You have Olave who popped off this year. It's good to know that you have him. And Carolina, you, it's good to know that your roster all around your quarterback is pretty decent. You know, it's really solid. So both these teams, we're looking for the quarterback answer, just like uh, the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Um, Carolina's, yeah, so Carolina's the ninth pick. Saints don't have a first. I, I hope Carolina, Carolina, they're another prime team to try to trade up maybe with the Bears or someone at the top of the draft to get one of those top guys. Uh, we'll see what they do, but yeah. Both these teams are going to be interesting. I actually, the more I think about it, Carolina might be, even though they don't have the quarterback, it might. I think Carolina of the five is the best coaching job just because of the division. And like you said, they have some really good pieces on defense. Their line is still not great, but Ikiakuanu looks to be like he's going to be a good tackle. They don't have the best weapons, but they have some, and they could definitely add more. But, like, just because of the division and, and some of the defensive pieces, I do think Carolina, and it's and also it's not many great jobs. Like, I think Carolina's probably the best job of the bunch, even though I hope Steve Wilkes gets it. I mean, yeah. Uh, let's say with the roster and everything around it, it does look very, very enticing. So, it's uh, – I don't know, man, though. I'm a little off on Steve Wilkes still. I'm a little bit shaky on him. I have faith, but it's like questionable faith. <laughs> that's yeah, no, that's fair. We'll see. They're gonna be a fascinating team to see what happens. Anything else you want to say about Dennis Allen and the Saints? Wow, what a year it's been, right, Saints fans? <laughs> Didn't we call how that one would go? Didn't we call how that one would go? Huh? <laughs> I thought we said it at the beginning of the hire. We said it at the beginning of the show on our very first one of our very first like episode segments of it was like the coaching hire special whatever. That was the very first one, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the very OG episodes. What did we say? <laughs> Dennis Allen ain't doing much. I like Dennis Allen season. a lot more than I did. No, I did not like it, man. I think you're going to have to revisit that, buddy. Because I think you write him. No, I said he's a Saints guy. I never liked him. I just knew he was defensive. I'll revisit. We'll revisit and come back to that on Thursday. But uh, because I do have it, I'll find it. I guarantee you I'll find it. But uh, yeah, I I do know for a fact when we did our uh, just overall, we did not 
as a show did not work too big on him. But if you want, Colby, this is your big I told you so moment. Because uh, I know you were at least very, you were very open on Dennis Allen yeah, this season. Because I did pick the Saints a few times this season and was right. So <laughs> I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and, you know. I mean, hey, they won seven games. Like, you know, that's seven, seven times they won. That's something, you know. But yeah. yeah that's it. That's uh, okay. <laughs> on to a great coach, Mike Tomlin. Take a bow. The Steelers don't end up getting into the playoffs, sadly. Come up just short because of the Jets game. But, man, they were very close. And as for how bad things were going early, overall, like, I wasn't too upset. I I was like, dang, like, that would have been cool if they were in the playoffs. But realistically, like, they would have probably gotten just thrashed by Buffalo anyways. So, overall, it was a great ending to the season. Steelers 28, Browns 14. They sacked the Rapists seven times. Pickett was not great, but he was pretty good. Um, he made some big throws. Moved the ball really well in this game, actually. They started a little sloppy, but they moved the ball better. Like, the offense continued to get better down the stretch. Um, and they finish out strong. They win They win their last four games. And, like, they were three and seven. So, they went six and one down the stretch. Tomlin keeps his streak. This was a great win. Felt good. And I'm very optimistic about the future, honestly. Like, I do think Pickett is the guy. I think he's proved that. He'll obviously have to improve next year. But the the thing about Pickett, like, they say the toughest thing in the NFL is, like, for quarterbacks, like, one thing I know Colin always says, like, when it's third and long, like, when they know you're going to throw. And, like, Pickett does well in those situations. Like, the, ga- the ceiling touchdown drive at the end, and this one he converted several third and longs. Like, he throws throws a really nice ball. He's confident. He's got good presence. Still got some stuff he needs to work on, but I'm, I'm very excited and optimistic about the future for the Steelers. And this was a nice little ending to the season for me. Oh, Colby, that was, that was sweet. That was very sweet. Let's now remind you that he's not the best quarterback in his draft class. Um, oh, disagree. You know, you, disagree. Oh, I'm sorry. Brock Purdy, sir? Brock Purdy's on the Niners. If Kenny Pickett but, was on the Niners, he's in the playoffs, baby. He's in the playoffs. He's the number two seed. He's the number two seed. I love Brock seed. Purdy. I'm, I was thinking. Okay, there's Colby again, everyone. See, look how fast it was for Colby to just like Brock switch Purdy. on Brock Purdy like that. Better. All right, Jalen, come on. Colby, this is how it's going to be. This is the it's argument just... that I'm going to be bringing up when Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl and becomes the franchise quarterback. That's something that is always going to be hanging over you and Kenny Pickett for me is that Brock Purdy is going to be always the better quarterback in this draft class just because of just the fact that he's in the 49ers system I hate it too Colby but welcome to reality, welcome to reality. let's say if you switched Kenny Pickett and Brock Purdy and put Brock Purdy on the Steelers and Kenny Pickett on the Niners Brock Purdy was probably not done anything. He would not beaten out Mitch Trubisky. Pickens and Pat Farmer would be dogs. They'd be top five guys in fantasy. Pickens would probably be Brock. if he was on the Niners. The Niners are like the most QB like independent system. Like they're a loaded super team and great play call. I love Purdy. I'm not taking away from what he's done. He's been impressive. But like, and also it's not like they were debating like should they pick Pickett or Purdy. The dude was the last pick in the draft. Like, it'd be one thing if it was, like, Malik Willis or, or Ritter doing it. But, like, Brock, come on. Like, he's on the Niners. So, no, I disagree with that. But, hey, I hope he is the guy next year. That will be fun. 
as you hear it here first as well, Col- guys, Colby also hates the fact that the Steelers passed up on Brock Purdy. He was the last pick of the draft. How could the Steelers miss him? Right? No. I'm very happy with Kenny Pickett. I believe. No, okay. I loved what I saw from Pickett this year. These Positive last- spin moment now, though. I'm with you, Colby. Kenny Pickett was a dog. I was with you. There's a reason why in our, uh, what's it called? Pickums, I had him as the playoff mittens were finally given to Kenny Kittens. Um, <laughs> but, dude, he, uh, he balled out. He played through this game through against the Browns, which I honestly thought would give him a good run for his money, and they did. Even though you guys did get the Browns, you guys stole the Browns' money because, like you said, seven sacks is a, it's a lot. It's a lot, you know, for any quarterback. So, um, and it was that, you know, you guys did what you had to do to get you guys selves in the playoff situation. And most importantly, like you said, the streak is alive. Like I've been preaching all season long that Tomlin will do somehow in some way. And when that team was like Colby said, three and six, I was like, Colby, don't doubt them. They still have Tomlin's streak on the line. <laughs> what happened, Colby? Save the streak. They somewhat ran the table and kept the streak alive. <laughs> and- One short. One game short from the playoff berth. But, hey, they did. In my book, it's a successful season if the streak is still alive, especially okay. with a rookie quarterback and everything they had to go through to get to where they did this season. And on this streak, you know, we finally saw N- Najee Harris – you know, have his moments finally. We finally saw George Pickens get those catches at the end of the season. How can you not be excited to be a Steelers fan right now? I'm with you, Colby. I'm I'm excited for you. It's gonna be a good time to be a Steelers fan, especially when you know one of your when two of your rivals, especially after that game, you know, two of your rivals are quite one right now. I say questionably two are going to be below you in this off season. So I appreciate that. No, yeah, I was about to say like. We can talk about the Browns, but like Baltimore has the weird Lamar situation. Deshaun was not great; has not been great since he came back. I'm Deshaun. I'm sure will look a lot better next year when he does have a full off season and a full year. Although he's with them all off season, but when he is a full like when he's actually plays a full season, um, but he also makes. I don't know if you saw Colin's tweet where he was like, I don't want to keep referencing him, but he was like. Uh, Next four years, Deshaun Watson annual base salary forty six million. Kenny Pickett two million. Uh, he's like Watson's hmm. not twenty three times better based on today. So like the Browns, like they're not gonna be able to keep all their big guys with Watson's money and Pickett. That's the best part. Like the rookie deal. Like I don't know how great Pickett's gonna end up being eventually, but they can certainly add pieces around him. They'll be able to pay everyone, keep the defense strong, get a tackle, get a corner. And the Claypool pick from the Bears ended up being essentially a, for the last pick in the first round because Miami had to forfeit their pick. So it's the 32nd overall pick for Claypool. Steal. That was a steal. That was highway robbery by the Steelers. Once again, Tomlin. Just pulling the chains for next season, man. I'm telling you. It was a successful, successful Tomlin streak stays alive take. I can't believe it. It's so beautiful to see what the Steelers are going to do next to you. Like, I, I'm not even a Steelers fan. And it's just like, you know, just we're fun, like being able to look into these teams over the year. It's like, it's going to be exciting to watch them, to see what moves they do. And because ah, yeah. the expectations are high now, though. Remember that. Now that now this does mean we have high expectations for the Steelers next season. So, but yeah. think of it this way you guys finish, what, third in your division? 
Yeah. That means you're going to be playing whatever the third team is in the NFC North. They should already have your guys' schedule already ready. I'm pretty yeah, sure. The opponents are ready. I saw. And no, it's not a bad schedule. It's um. I was about to say your schedule is going to be very doable. We play the NFC West, which isn't horrible, other than Miners, and yeah. play the AFC South also. So. Oh, the Jags! That's going to be electric. If Pickett doesn't get a haircut, that game will be electric. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great matchup. Oh. Excited. Um, anything you want to say about the Browns? Like I said, I mean their outlook. It's mostly going to be like, wait till next season for Deshaun's growth. Yeah. So we'll see if he can get back to his old self. Um, for yeah, that, that's all they'll be for. very dangerous. I will say that. Like if he do, goes back to his old self, they'll be very dangerous. Maybe give him another weapon. I don't know. Give him another weapon. Another I don't know. Another weapon. Another lineman. Um, maybe I feel like another defensive player. I don't know why the Kevin Stefanski rumors are coming up, but I feel like he's going to be back another season. I feel like those are all just just smoke. So, yeah, I think the Browns are just trying to, you know, wait. They're just going to have to wait till next season, see how Deshaun does in his development in the offseason. Hopefully he takes it seriously because, you know, a lot of people are going to be probably having the Browns at the bottom of the tiers after the way they finished this season going into next season. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, last 1 o'clock game, the other AFC North matchup. Uh, Bengals 27, Ravens 16. Um, you know, this was Anthony Brown. I guess they're resting Huntley because we don't know what's going to happen. Baltimore, there was really not much for Baltimore to play for. Bengals lock up the three seed. They'll play again next week, so I don't feel like we have to spend a ton of time on this other than this Labar situation just continues to be weird. At this point, I doubt he's going to play next week, which is a shame because I think that game's a lot more interesting if he does. But I mean, they're in the prime time slot, so maybe, uh, maybe they know something that we don't. Script writers are a point lately. <laughs> That's true. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like this Bengals rolled in this one. We can talk more about these teams on Thursday. Yeah, they're both playoff teams. That qualifies in my book. Yeah. Plus, this game was gross with Anthony Brown. Let's be real. Yeah, absolutely. All right, two other playoff teams. We start the 4 o'clock slate. Eagles 22, Giants 16. The Eagles do not cover. Davis Webb had a backdoor cover late. The Giants rested a bunch of starters. It wasn't perfect for the Eagles, but they do win and lock up the one seed. Jalen Hurts does play, even though he wasn't fantastic. He gets some reps back. Um, so they'll be the one seed. Playoffs go through Philly. Giants rested a bunch of guys. It wasn't the prettiest. I do have some concerns about the Eagles and their injuries. Uh, we'll talk again more about these teams on Thursday. But overall, just happy for the Giants. It's a successful season. And uh, Kenny Galladay finally got his first touchdown for the Giants, which is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, just took them all season with the backup quarterback. Um, yeah, both these teams are going to be in the playoffs. So looking forward to talking about both of them. Uh, don't think we even got to see Daniel Jones or Saquon. They didn't even play it, but yeah, for the right. Eagles to be scrapping around with the Giants B or C team, that's uh, it's a little concerning for them to be struggling the way they were. But they're just you know working the kinks out, and we'll talk about them more later. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk these teams a lot. Okay, I'm interested for your Giants Vikings game. Um, Niners thirty eight, Cards thirteen. These four o'clock games, like, were not pretty at all. I did not watch a ton of them. The Brock party was excellent again. He kept it cooking. Oh, look at that. We'll talk again. The Niners 
they get to play Seattle. Um, that's going to be a fun one uh, to see what they can do there. The Niners, I think, are probably the favorites in the NFC right now because I think Philly has looked shaky. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. But for the Eagle or for the Cards, they fire Cliff Kingsbury because it just went so badly. This was a disaster of a year, and they got the third pick. Kyler probably out for the start of the year, but man, I don't know how great of a job this is. What a disaster in Arizona. Um, they're gonna have a new coach and a new GM as their GM stepping away for health reasons. I mean, what what's the outlook for Arizona? Or if you want to talk more about Brock Purdy, we can also do that. Well, Colby, since they are a playoff team, and we already gave the 49ers pretty much their own little spotlight against uh, his uh, inferior quarterback spotlight in his own class, you know, we don't have to talk about the best quarterback in his draft class that came last that every team in the NFL overlooked, including my own Vikings. Not going to, you know, not going to sit there and ignore that. But, yeah, man. <clears throat> let's uh let's keep it real back to the cardinals situation's looking rough the most highlight of this game was about jj watt and getting his sack um or sacks i want to say but dude it, it's tough goings for the cardinals when i went on this team for madden all i ended up doing was uh getting rid of kyle murray first of all send him to the ravens so th- so they can just figure out that quarterback situation right away and just let Lamar test the market. That was fun. Um, but also, you know, just pretty much like I th- like I did there was just reset. Like that's pretty much where they're at. I mean, they have solid defensive play pieces with Isaiah Simmons, but besides that, man, it's uh you gotta really you gotta really go back down to the ground and rebuild this team, I feel like again. And that's what stings for the Cardinals to be saying that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. This is going to be interesting to see who they hire. I like your Frank Reich idea. I will say one silver lining for the Cardinals. They get the third pick, which assuming quarterbacks go with at least one of the first two picks, which they will, maybe the first, both the first two picks, they put themselves, they're in a position to get, to guarantee one of either Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, the two best prospects in the draft, probably the D-line from Georgia and the edge from Bama. So they should at least get a blue chip defensive player to kind of try to start that rebuild on defense. So that's one silver lining for Arizona out of this horrible, horrible year <laughs> and kind of a bleak outlook going forward. Yeah, very bleak. Yeah. All right. On to the rest of the four o'clock games. Let's finish. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's finish out these games. Um, it's getting pretty late here on the East Coast. <laughs> oh, man. Colby, before we start these games, I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to talk about the college football playoff. We have to get that off our chest. I don't think we said that on air. Man, the playoff semifinals were great. And then Georgia just, what was it, 65-7? They what? Molly whopped TCU relentlessly because they just have all better players. Because recruiting is like I get it, like kids should get to choose where they want to play in college, but it's so stupid how the top teams, the top like two, three teams are always just so stacked. And no one other than Georgia, Bama, or like Ohio State has any chance. Clemson used to, not anymore, if they have an elite quarterback. So yeah, TCU realistically had no shot in this one. I was hoping they would put up a little bit of a fight. I wish Ohio State would have won because I feel like TCU against Georgia, because TCU could have hung with them a little more, I think. But yeah, man, that was 
that's just brutal. And that's why college football is far, far inferior to the NFL. Yeah, and that's why the NFL, it's any given Sunday. College football, they bank on miracles every Saturday. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it because that's all there is really to talk about when the college football biggest game is a complete blowout. And it's not much to talk about. So, Colby, let's go back to that. Somewhat entertaining four o'clock slate. Not really. Some of them are stinkers. Some of them actually became controversial. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the last two games are, are interesting. We'll power through this for next one. So Washington twenty six, Dallas six. Sam Howe, nice nice debut. This is one game. We'll see if he gets any shot to be the starter next year. Probably not. But Dallas laid a stinker. Dak was throwing picks. They couldn't move the ball. Didn't really have any meaning for them. They're still locked into the five, but they played guys because it had some meaning at the time, and Washington thumped them. This is a great performance by Sam Howell. He threw some really nice deep balls and showed off that arm. That was why he was at one time thought of as a first-round prospect before his rough last season of college, and he ended up going in the fifth round. Um, this was a nice win for Washington to end the year. They go 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. Great win for Sam Howell. Play said, we'll see if he gets a shot. Maybe he does. I don't know. Ron Rivera did not get fired today, so it looks like he's probably going to keep his job, which I think makes sense, um, although he's going to have some pressure to, to really get something going because they do have pieces for next year. Again, Washington is another one of those teams. They're almost, to me, kind of like the Jets of the NFC, where, like, historically incompetent franchise, but they've actually drafted well and have a really nice roster, but they just don't have the quarterback, and I don't know if the quarterback's on the roster, but Man, this was a stinker for Dallas. Again, we'll talk about them more Thursday, but what, what were your thoughts on this one? Sam Howell, man, got the Mahomes treatment. What can I say? He started. He took what we were saying about Heineke. Um, he uh, he went and took those quality, the good qualities from Heineke, avoided all the bad ones from Carson Wentz. Sure, he had one interception, but it was only one. And he had a rushing touchdown, a gritty, gritty cup, few rushing t- rushing attempts. So if you're at the Commanders, you got to feel confident that you have Sam Howell. And sadly, Heineke is probably going to be going to be out that door. I don't know if they're bringing him back. I wish they would, too. But I think it's time that we just have to trust Sam Howell after that game. And I think that's what everyone else, like Ron Rivera, is going to be thinking. Because there were moments out there where I think Sam Howell were making plays. And Ron Rivera was just like, oh, my God. I don't know. What in the world am I going to do? And... In my back of my head, I was wondering, how is he going to mess this up next season? <laughs> like, if Sam Howell is legit, how is Ron going to jinx this up? Like, who's he going to throw in? Like, is Carson Wentz going to be still around to really add in this QB controversy that we really need to talk about? But it's going to be interesting to see what the commanders do in their quarterback spot. Like, like we said earlier, like you just said, they're one of those teams that roster is so stacked or at least very well built that the QB position is just going to be oh, – they're always their downfall for some reason. Yeah, that's been their history. Um, I mean, I – Well, besides Kirk Cousins. Yeah, well, besides Kirk Cousins. I don't want to overreact to one game for Hal. Like, I'm obviously not sold that he's the guy after the one game. He was a fifth-round pick. So, I think it's probably unlikely they don't try to bring someone else in. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, Wentz, I think, is done. I don't know if Carson Wentz will even be in the – um, I know he's still got the rest of that contract, but it's almost over. They could probably cut him if they need to. 
Yeah, I really don't know what they do. They're going to be another interesting team to watch because they do have real weapons and, like, good defense. But, yeah, I, I really don't know who their guy's going to be next year. That's just another team to keep an eye on. That's all. And the Cowboys, you know, very uh, – Classic very Cowboys. <laughs> Dude, that was a, no, that was a classic McCarthy move. I mean, like, Dak started for, like, what, three quarters of the game? Game, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what? Like, and they still came out the way they did. So they got a lot of things to clean up to go against Tom, Tampa Bay and the Bucks. So that's all I can really say. That Monday, they got Monday night. So got the extra day to prepare. Yeah, no, that is uh, that is true. So okay, well, that's gonna be a fun game to watch as well. That'll be the one a lot most people are watching. All right, three more games. Almost through it. Broncos 31, Chargers 28. This was kind of a weird, meaningless shootout. Brandon Staley played his starters for some weird reason for like almost the whole game, and Mike Williams and Bosa got dinged up. They think they're hopefully still both good to go for the playoffs, but that was a very questionable decision since they were locked into the five seed when this game started. Uh, Russell Wilson played pretty well his last couple games. Maybe he has some hope for the future for next year, whoever the Broncos coach is. I don't have too much else to say about the Chargers. We'll get to the long-haired battle on Thursday. That's going to be a lit game. Um, for the Broncos, maybe Adnan Hackett was just really dumb because Russell Wilson did play better uh, those last couple games under the interim. It's still a dark situation with his contract and how he looks this year. But, I mean, maybe that makes it a little more attractive of a job. I mean, what are the vibes there in, in Denver and in, in Colorado? Not in Denver, but in Colorado, uh, Going into the off season after the disastrous five and twelve year, yeah, man, this uh, it's they got a, it's they ended at least on a positive note, you know, you you went you sent out on all you sent all out, you know, all cylinders firing. Uh, Russell Wilson has been playing good these last couple of games, so I kind of had to eat my words on the whole the coaching switch because I was already like, yeah, why would you even bother, you know, taking the Chiefs Broncos cover. Yeah, why would you even bother taking the Chargers Broncos cover? So, yeah, um, hey man, it who knows what's gonna who has to come in there? They look pretty sharp these last couple of games, so maybe it was all just hacking. But the team has rallied behind Russ these last couple of weeks as well. So we'll see what what the off season brings for the Broncos. Uh, whoever they bring in there already knows the locker room is gonna be a little dicey. But besides that, it's going to be interesting. And the ownership, not to even mention that. Yeah, it seems like they're trying to swing big and get either Harbaugh or Sean Payton. Maybe they saw their interview with Dan Quinn, too, which kind of I could see that. Maybe try to just move a more defensive team. Before, uh... I mean, that's what they're good for. The Broncos just should be good. I mean, Broncos, they just – I don't know what it's so bad. They got fleeced. Let's just start with that. They got, they got fleeced at the beginning of this trade. It's going to be rough for them to bounce back. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see who winds up with that job. We'll talk more Broncos in the off season. And yeah. as the higher new coach. Okay. Last two games and the team that was doing the fleecing in that trade. Little did we know Seahawks 19 Rams 16 Seattle. Thanks to some help from America's team gets into the playoffs this one was a thriller. We both liked the Rams upset, and they nearly pulled it off. But Baker threw a late pick in OT. 
and the Hawks win on a field goal. Seattle kind of limped through this last stretch, but they do enough to get into the playoffs. Geno finishes a spectacular season. He led the league in completion percentage. I mean, I would have never seen this coming in a million years, hand up. Like, I thought Seahawks would be the worst team in the league. They're in the playoffs. They nail their draft, and the future is pretty bright. They got two first-rounders this year. Um, They're probably going to get derailed by the Niners. Like I said, I don't see them doing too much. We'll talk more about that again Thursday. Um, For the Rams, McVay maybe wants to retire. Maybe he doesn't feel like going through a rebuild. He's stressed out, like – the Rams just going to, like, be trash now? Like, I don't really know. There's a lot of questions about the Rams' future. I said it, man. I said they would rue the day they said F them picks. They, and they are they are biting it for sure. Sean Payton no, – sorry, Sean McVay walks out that door. But then again, Sean Payton could easily be the one to swap right back in there because it is L.A. He's already there. It is going to be a rebuild, though. Like you said, you have no picks. Um Aaron Donald could possibly walk out. Matthew Sapper apparently says he'll be back, but, I mean, if McVay's gone, would you really come back? Um, same thing almost maybe with Cooper Cup. I don't know what would happen with him because he's been around. I mean, I feel like he – I don't know. Oh, no, he's still, like, in his prime. Yeah, he's been, I feel like he would just be oh, – I don't know what they would do with him. They would probably keep him just to make him an – like, you know, look, you can join Cooper Cup and be a part of this offense, but who's throwing to him? Uh huh. Baker? Um, who's coaching Baker? Uh, I don't know. And that's that's gonna be the bigger question is how because if Baker is gonna stick around, it's gonna be I don't know what to say because you definitely need good coaching if you're gonna have Baker. <laughs> Let's just say yeah, that he's good with McVay, but like, yeah, you're right. I don't know how he's gonna be with a different coach if McVay does walk away. Yeah, like I would have to reconsider that take if Baker does not have McVay there. I hope McVay doesn't retire. Like I understand like why he might, but like he still has so much potential to be good. Like, I don't know. Like maybe like if Stafford comes back healthy, I mean it's not crazy to think they could turn it around somewhat. But yeah, there's a lot of questions. I really don't know what's gonna happen with them. Yeah, they're not they're there are no, there's a lot of teams, like we said at the beginning of this, there's a lot of teams that we're going to be talking about there in this offseason. Like, it, the offseason will be pretty interesting. Yeah, no, it's going to be, this is going to be a fun offseason. I'm excited for everything we're going to get to today. Yeah. Right, and, uh, Go ahead. Yeah. I was about to say, and just wrapping up, because I don't know if I really touched on Seattle that much. Um, completely agree with the fact of, not really expecting too much out of them in the playoffs, but they're they're trending in the they're in the offseason. They're going to be another team we're probably going to be talking a lot in the offseason. So, but they're in the playoffs, so we'll talk about more of them on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. All right, and the most satisfying game of the week for you, I'm sure, the finale. Good God, the King is dead. Aaron Rodgers, is it over? Dan Campbell and the Lions bite his kneecaps off. They sweep the Packers. The Lions, who moments before the game learned that they were eliminated, still went out there out of pure spite, hatred, rage, and anger that had built up over the years and eliminated the Packers, finishing 9-8. and eight. What a season for the Lions. What a moment. And Rodgers is dead in the ground. Hand up like I thought they would win and get in. We both thought it was kind of inedible, but here they are. The Lions sweep them. They kill the bully. 
And the future is bright for Detroit. Both these teams end up missing the playoffs. I'll turn it over to you because I know that brought joy to your eyes. Well, Colby, I hope you saw the beginning of the game and everything like the pregame show because they were, in fact, America's team. And Tony Dungy was the only uh, like pregame show commentator to pick him besides America. So uh, 55% of America chose the Lions. It was a beautiful sight to see. They were truly America's team. And they pulled through. Um, dude, it, it, everyone just was so high on Rodgers and pulling this thing off. Everyone wanted to see him. And, you know, Jared Goff was just the better quarterback this season, man. And we were saying that. And this team, this Lions team has so much going for them this next couple of seasons. It really was. How can you not be excited? So, yeah, man. Uh, it's it's breathless to say. And it, I don't know if it's the end of Rodgers. I'll, I'll say that, too. I don't want to say it is because I truly think he will be back one more year. He does get $50 million if he plays next year. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I think he still pretty much has him in a hostage situation. But uh, even though he said he wasn't going to hold him hostage, I think he pretty much is. But, yeah, that, we'll see what Rodgers does. Obviously, he's going to be the talk of the town uh, during and po- after the playoffs when they, no one has anything to talk about. But Lions are going to be the main talk now, I think, of the NFC North. Because, like, the, the you got, of course, the Vikings won it. And the Bears got the number one pick. And then, like you said, Colby, and the Lions, dude, just ended their season on such an amazing note. You can't you, you can't like miss that. So I'm with you, Colby. NFC North in just general just got put on spotlight notice last night. Yeah. And I was saying for all the first half of the year Lions draft a quarterback perfect situation. I've I've gotten off that the last few weeks. Like Goff had an amazing year. He's the guy, and you're gonna run it back with him next year. You can use both your first-round picks to, to try to beef up your defense, solidify your weak spot, and the Lions, they can fix that defense. I mean, with everything they have on offense, like, they could be very dangerous next year. And I'll say, like, yes, the Packers won't end up getting in. Neither of these teams get in. I think the, C- the Niners, and the Niners are the best team in the NFC probably, so, like, they would have probably still beaten the Lions, but I'm sure they are – quite happy that they're playing Seattle instead of Detroit because I think Detroit would have given them a much more difficult matchup than the than the Seahawks are going to yeah it would have been a lot more entertaining too to see uh Jared Goff go against the 49ers again like he used to in the Rams he's just gonna be in a nicer cool in a cooler uniform of blue so Man, I, I, we were, I think like we were, like you said, Colby, we were rooting for him to get in. It was very biased, but Seattle did the job. Baker almost pulled through, but he gifted it to the Lions in the overtime. So Baker ended up being Baker at the wrong time, literally at the wrong time. And uh, uh, as a Baker fan, I was very upset, but as a Lions fan, because they won this game, and as the NSU North fan, so happy and i i truly think it's not the end of rogers too i know people are saying it might be the end but i i'm sitting here saying i'm not I'm not even considering the 50 million because i completely forgot about that i just think it's just the fact that he has one more season now that he has those guys for their second year it it spells it just spells a comeback season you know a farewell tour just sounds perfect for him to announce right now i could see it 
I wonder if they do like maybe want to turn the page to Jordan Love. I don't know. Like that'd be wild if they traded him. I don't I think he is gonna be different. They might trade him. Honestly, like you said right there, they might have to just trade him. That would be crazy if they do trade him. The money would make that difficult, but that would be a fascinating storyline. Because I do think at some point they've got to see Jordan. They're going to throw Jordan Love out there. Um, yeah, the Packers, like, questions ahead, especially with, as we said, the U.S. championship should be as tough as it's going to. And the Lions, man, I love Dan Campbell. Like, the future could be so bright. I hope Detroit next year is, like, a top team in the NFC because that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, hopefully. But uh, as we heard, Colby just gave us the alarm. Sorry. It is midnight over there on the East Coast. It is midnight, past midnight over there on the East Coast. So, Colby, what are your final thoughts on, uh, I guess, week week 18? And I know you like to go to the NBA route, but this is literally your final thoughts on the NFL regular season. Uh, Yeah, final thoughts are it was a fun, wild ride. There were a lot of twists and turns that I did not expect. Several teams that uh, I was very wrong about, some teams I was very right about. My final thought, I guess, on the NFL season, I don't want to go back to Pittsburgh or some of these teams we talked a lot about. So I'm just going to give some more flowers to a guy that we've acknowledged a little bit. My final thought, to me, well, other than Seattle, probably the biggest, next biggest surprise, hats off to Daniel Jones, man, and the Giants. What a fun story, taking your Giants, your Vikings on in the playoffs. We'll see what happens next week, but... Very impressive, Daniel Jones improving as much as he did. Dayball, to me, should easily be coach of the year. Candidates: um, Tomlin has a case. Carroll has a case. Some of the top teams, Shanahan and such, have a case. But realistically, as far as doing the most with the least, where the Giants have been and where they are now, like I think Dayball deserves coach of the year. So hats off to Daniel Jones, Brian Dayball, and the Giants. The NFL's better when the when Big Blue is good. So happy. We- we agree, except for the coach of the year take. I agree with everything you just said about that. Um, my final thoughts, the Vikings, man, their regular season, 13 wins is nothing to scoff at. And uh, my season can end any week now, but it's not over yet. That's my final thoughts, everyone. And Colby, I think we can both can say it's been a this season was some good stuff. Was some great, great stuff. And we'll be back on Thursday to talk playoffs. Can't wait. Woo. Thank you for listening to the CJJC show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pickums list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.